Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and we have a big one here for you guys today. This is the penultimate episode leading up to the kickoff of the NFL season. So beyond this, you hear us one more time before the NFL is officially back. Joining me today is Cody. Cody, how we doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. You know, we're about a week, uh, a week and a day away from the kickoff of the NFL season. Next Thursday is when things get underway. Uh, a long time coming and can't, re- can't, can't, can't wait, honestly. So uh, a lot to be happy for there. And of course, I'm also here with us today is Justin. Justin, how we doing? What's going on, Nate? It's cut week in the NFL, so there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we uh, saw some surprising cuts, some cuts we knew were going to come, but you know we had some big names uh, get removed from their teams that really shook us uh, and shook up the landscape of not only the NFL but the fantasy football in a way. And we'll talk about a few of those later on in this episode. Before we hop into things, guys, remember to follow us on social media at We Know Fantasy uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Cody, where people find you on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And Justin. You can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets25. All right, guys. Our website's kind of, we know face.com has been kind of stagnant for uh, a little bit in this offseason, but it's about to come back on full force. Uh, just upcoming uh, Monday with the waiver wire wish list from Nate, streamable defense of the week on Tuesday, and B team dropping Saturday, along with uh, several other things. Uh, also on our on our podcast network, we have the Out of the Rough podcast, uh, mainly with Lenny and Sean. I get on there when I can. It's a golf, fantasy golf podcast, and they're on uh, just eclipsed week 29 straight every week, 29 straight weeks of talking fantasy golf. And the season just ended, so uh, rolling over to a new season next week. So uh, if you're interested in that, head over there to wherever you listen to your podcast. And, you know, this is the week in the fantasy draft. We have uh, a week pretty much left of fantasy drafts, and if you – Find yourself ill-prepared or needing a little help there, hit us up, DM us on, uh, of course, at uh, We Know Fantasy on Twitter or Facebook. We have an 80-page draft guide. Both Justin Cody were in and running this, as well as we, uh, William and uh, Stephen and myself, Nate, there. 80 pages. A lot of content there. Only $10, you know, and your contribution of purchasing the draft guide really helps us and really helps this brand uh, grow and we can invest in, in things moving forward. So if you want a, a, a copy of that 80 page draft guide, be sure to hit any of us up really, and we'll put you in the right direction. All right, guys, a lot of talk about this week. Uh, we had some injuries between last week and this week. Uh, of course, you guys are both on the podcast with me last week, but the biggest news we have this week cut, as Justin mentioned it, the cut, uh, the cut day happened and Cam Newton, has been, uh, you know, cut there in New England. Uh, very surprising. So Mac Jones, rookie out of Alabama, will be the starting quarterback. So we have to talk about that. We can't uh, go this podcast without mentioning anything about this. So uh, we'll talk about the fantasy impact here. Uh, before we hop into that, do you guys see Cam Newton finding a home? Uh, if it does, if he does, is it a starting role or a, or a backup role there, Cody? Yeah, I could see him latching on somewhere here, but I don't know that there's any team out there right now that's desperate enough for a starter. Maybe a little bit into the season, if, uh, you know, knock on wood, somebody would happen to go down with an injury. I could see Cam Newton coming in and being an option for some team. But as of right now, I think his best role is maybe in a backup role. And I kind of wouldn't mind to see him maybe ending up in Pittsburgh. I know Ben Roethlisberger's kind of winding down here in his career, and uh, the or, sorry, the uh, the Steelers are still looking for that next option at quarterback. I don't really think they have it right now on their team with 
uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. I, I don't know that either of those guys are the answer. So I think Cam Newton would be a guy that could bridge the gap maybe if they would draft somebody in the upcoming draft to replace Ben at some point. Interesting take there. Never really thought about the Steelers, but like you said, you know, Big Ben winding down has been injured every season in the past probably five or six seasons. Is not playing all 17 or 16, 17 games this season. Well, that's an interesting take there. Uh, Justin, do you think he uh, finds a, a new home here soon? You know, I really thought he was a good fit potentially to back up Dak in Dallas because uh, I, Cooper Rush, I mean, seriously. But, you know, Dallas decided to go and bring Will Greer in. Um, that shocked me a little bit. Um, other than that, I think Cam probably should play the wait and see game and wait for see if an injury comes up and, and see who might can, might would bring him in because it's tough. You know, you're looking at his skill set and you're trying to match that. So you don't you know, it's it's teams with a semi mobile quarterback, at least. So you're not completely shifting an offensive scheme when you bring him in. If you were to heaven forbid, have an injury. So um, I think he might be on the sidelines watching a little bit, but I, I think he's still got some value, at least backing someone up in this league. What about a return to Carolina? Is that out of the picture? You know, we we have Sam Darnold there. They kind of took a chance on pretty much paying nothing for Sam Darnold, really give him a chance here out of New York, have himself a go. And then the only other quarterback rostered is P.J. Walker, the, of course, the uh, who was the XFL standout. Um, is, that, is that bridge just too burnt to return, or is that something that could possibly happen? Well, that's a I new mean, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's a new regime in there than the guys that got rid of uh, Cam Newton in the first place. So I wouldn't say that it's a 0% chance that he ends up back there. I think it's still maybe a little low, but, uh, you know, it, it is a different cast of, of guys running the show down there in Carolina now than when Cam was cut. So uh, there is an outside chance, I think, that he could end up back there. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think, you know, he, he the city of Charlotte loved Cam when he was there. Um, I think that's still probably he's still got some ties there. Um, another one to look out for probably is Washington with Ron Rivera. If anything was to happen to Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they do have Taylor Heineke. But to put some depth in that on that roster, I mean, Ron Rivera already came out and said they looked at it. Yeah, that's another thing that we forgot about that to mention that. Uh, like you said, they have Fitzpatrick also towards the end of his career, if something way to happen to him or even just bringing in Cam to, to compete for a job. You know, we, we know Fitzpatrick has those games where he is – you know, you're like, why isn't this guy starting? And you have the next week where he, you know why he's not starting. So that's an interesting take there as well. But let's move on to some Mac Jones talk, New England Patriots talk, Cam Noon out of the way. Uh, I guess we'll go we'll go Cody here. Where, where does Mac Jones finish in terms of quarterbacks in fantasy football? Yeah, I think he's probably still like a QB too. I, I wouldn't put him up in that must-own-in-fantasy kind of area yet. I want to see what he can actually do in a real NFL game before jumping too far to conclusions. I know we've seen him in the preseason. He's led a ton of scoring drives for the Patriots, but I just am not sold that he is going to instantly make a huge impact and be a guy that you can rely on in any kind of redraft fantasy league. Yeah, we're also, you know, it still isn't the strongest core of, of of players around him to give him some success we you know we have a receiver corp led by you know we have the names of Kendrick Bourne Jacoby Myers uh who am I who am I missing there Aguilar there so we don't have the best I mean we, we, we have a decent tight end room with Hunter Henry and uh who else they add there I'm blanking John Lou. yep Janu Smith so they have that but beyond that you know uh, you know it's still 
typical New England football, good offensive line, the running game is going to be there, mix match there. So we still have that to go. It, it, so Justin, you with it here? Is is he a you know I'm going to say a must own and redraft? Maybe like a, a QB two and maybe a superflex league. Oh, he's definitely a QB two in a superflex league. I mean, I was going to ask Cody, are you really going to pass on the number one PFF quarterback in preseason? This. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah. he's lighting it up right now. <laughs> I saw I saw he graded out better than even Patrick Mahomes in, in his uh, rookie oh, season. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's uh, that's impressive. But but, yeah, I think I'm still going to pass for now. <laughs> yeah, I'm teasing you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Josh McDaniels, he's a good good offensive coordinator. But, you know, they've been through this before. I think they're going to protect him. They believe in his arm. I mean, he's shown that he can put ball, put the ball where he wants to. He gets it there on time. He showed that in college. Um, very highly rated quarterback coming out of college. Um, I, you know, I think the way this team is set up, he's not going to blow the doors off from a fantasy perspective, but he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I think he's definitely a quarterback two in super flex. Um, I think he's properly going where he should go in ADP right now. Fantasy pros, I think had him at 22 right behind Tua and right in front of Jameis, which I'd probably flip flop him and Jameis, but, um, you know, I, th- I think that's right around it. He doesn't give you any upside with his legs. It's, it's all about how, how, um, efficient he can be in the red zone. Yeah, so let's uh, talk about some of these other players here on the Patriots that, you know, when we switch a quarterback, it's just not the quarterback who has a fantasy football change in value. It's also everyone else on the team. And someone who I think personally, I've been high on this entire offseason process. If, you, if you've been following me on social media or if you bought our draft guide, you would know this. Damian Harris takes a big jump up. You know, the only really speculation, of course, they got Sonya Michelle there, sent him to the Rams. Talked about that last week, but Harris here. We talked about Harris as well last week because of the Michelle news. But we had a we had a kind of a you know a step back on Harris because Cam Newton still scored something like eleven rushing touchdowns last season, something like that. So he was still he was still taking a lot of rushing chances away. And I don't see Mac Jones rushing for a lot of touchdowns. So we're gonna put the ball back in the running back's hands. And you know beyond Harris, we have Stevenson on the roster. But you know we of course we have James White and whatnot, who's more of a receiver. But are you guys here with me? Is Damien Harris a, a, you know, even a bigger jump up uh, from Sony Michelle leaving uh, to to Mac Jones being the quarterback? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Still, Damien Harris is takes a, a huge jump up. You know, I was I was hesitant on Damien Harris with Cam Newton there because of, like you said, the rushing touchdown uh, that would the rushing touchdown numbers that would get taken away from him with Cam on that team, but. With Cam gone, Damian Harris is the RB1 on this team. He's going to get the majority of the carries. He's going to see the goal line work. Where he's currently going in drafts right now, I think he is a steal for redraft fantasy teams. Ramondre Stevens, on the other hand, I think he'll play a nice little change of pace role, but nothing that that I'm going to get too excited about here. And and James White, too. You know, We know he's got the pass-catching capability. We know he's probably going to get some third down work in this offense. But Damian Harris still, for me, this is a big jump up for him, a big change in value for Damian Harris in a positive way. You uh, you on board with us here, uh, Justin? Absolutely. So I was with you, like you, Nate, in the beginning of the season. I thought Damian Harris was a really good value where he was. Um, as you said earlier, great offensive line. He was averaging over five yards to carry last year. Um, you know, this is a team that ran the ball 500 times last year. I think 
ticks down, actually, even with Mac Jones coming in, because I think they do throw the ball a little more because you're taking away your quarterback runs and um, some of those that were just manufactured. Uh, but I, but I'd say I'd say he's still going to be efficient. And he is going to get those those touchdowns. So I, I definitely jumped him up in the top 20. Um, and think he's a, a very good value if you can still get him. Although most most drafts I now see are are have him creeping into the fourth round. Yeah, last time I checked, he was like RB twenty four to twenty six. That was yesterday when the news first came out. And you know, of course, this is the week of the fantasy draft, so I'm sure his ADP has skyrocketed since. But yeah, I think it's a top twenty running back. So if you're still getting him beyond the top twenty, you're getting yourself a guy's uh, a steal. So let's talk wide receivers here. And, you know, and and if I and just real quick, real quick, I, I'm sorry, Nate, I, I meant to mention just a little short thing on, on Ramondre Stevenson. Like I definitely go after him in late in lately. I mean, big leagues. Um, so your fourteen teamers, your sixteen teamers, if you're playing in any of those, because last year Damian Harris split exactly the same amount of carries with between him and Cam Newton. So the second back in this uh, Patriot offense will get over 100 carries, and that you know when you're in a deep league like that, that that can give you some value. What do you what do you guys value Ramondre Stevens in terms of dynasty value here? I think he's a big stash for dynasty for sure. I mean i I think he proved that he he's going to have at least a little bit of a role in this offense right away. So. I can only see that role expanding as he gets experience in the league and, you know, Hey, he's one injury away. I hate to, you know, bring it up, but he's one injury away from being the guy on this team. Yeah. I stamp what Cody says. Nothing else to add. All right. Let's talk about wide receivers here. You know, there wasn't much value here. We know we have a Jacoby Myers who, you know, emerged last season, had some good, you know, had one of the best preseasons last season. If you guys remember that he was on fire last year, but Put himself together a decent season. Uh, nothing to really write home about, but we have a Mac Jones stepping in here. Nelson Aguilar was brought in. Kendrick Bourne was brought in. Uh, we still have Nikhil Harry, who was a first-round selection, was it now three years ago, two years ago? It's been a while since he was brought into the league, but we have these names. I don't know how to really value these guys. Is there a change here at all in fantasy value, Cody? Yeah, this is tough because it, I feel if you do hit on the right guy, you're going to find fantasy value. But it's so hard to kind of pick and choose who that guy is going to be. If I had to take a shot, I'd probably go Nelson Aguilar. He had a pretty nice season um, in in Las Vegas for the Raiders there for a little while. So that's the guy that I would go for if I was going after one. I'm probably going to stay away from all these guys, but if you do hit the right one, there's definitely going to be value. It's just it's so hard to tell who's going to be that guy. Yeah, I know, uh, Justin, I think it was you not too long ago in our, in our group chat brought up picking Jacoby Myers in a draft, was it not? It was, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on Jacoby Myers. I think he's, I think he's going to be the guy in this offense. He's a separator. He's going to be the guy that runs the intermediate routes, those routes that uh, – that Mac just does a good job hitting them on time. Um, so I think Jacoby Myers is really going to be a guy he's going to focus on that can move the change for this offense. Nelson Aguilar can separate, so I think you're going to get some of those potential big games if he breaks one. I thought Kendrick Bourne might have a little bit in this offense, but honestly, and, and I don't want to jump us ahead, but I think John New Smith's probably the number two after Jacoby Myers that I would want in this pass-catching room. There's a lot of mouths to feed, so it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how all this shakes out. 
Yeah, Jacoby Myers currently has, uh, according here on Fantasy Pros, where they collect a, a pool of data here, is currently the going on average is 62nd uh, wide receiver off the board. Um, like you said, he just seems to be the overall best receiver. And of course, you get you get your Nelson Aguilar, who has separation, and your Kendrick Bourne, who's your big body touchdown type of guy, red zone target. So I'm with you. I think Jacoby Myers may have a decent season here, but it just goes into – you know, it's so hard to trust this New England offense, no matter what it is a fantasy football, unless you have, you know, we go back in the day when we have Rob Gronkowski to really rely on. And, and speaking of Rob Gronkowski, they, Randy they Moss. Of, well, <laughs> there was that season of Randy Moss, but that was an outlier as well. <laughs> um, but speaking of the Titan position, we know how valuable the Titan position there is in New England and Bill Belichick's reliance on them in the offense. And they brought in two big names this offseason, Hunter Henry and Janu Smith. I know, Justin, you mentioned there. Uh, Janu was was your second receiver on the team. So um, is there a boost there, Justin? I know you value uh, Janu over Hunter, but is there a boost with Mac Jones at quarterback over Cam Newton for these guys? I think there is. Um, I think there's been some interesting thing that, things I've seen come out of camp with the Patriots where they're really manufacturing some touches with Johnny Smith. He's he's really one of those tight ends that that has an athletic profile that just it just puts him in front of a lot of different a lot of other tight ends in the, in this league. So I think you're going to see him used very differently where you'll see Hunter Henry more in line. He'll do more of like the chain stretcher um, down the seam type stuff where Johnny Smith's going to get out on the outside. He's going to get split out. He's going to uh, get carried through the backfield i've seen him do some end arounds um it's going to be very interesting to see how they get him into this offense yeah there's no doubt uh smith is probably the more athletic of the two tight ends uh we know henry has that uh we have a bit of an injury history but beyond that janu just you know he had some great value there in tennessee and i love to play him when he was there in tennessee and it's just great to see him here in this new england offense which may feature him a lot more um Cody, is is there a boost here? Do you see with Mac Jones and you guys? You know, there I don't know if there's actually been proven, but there's a tendency for rookie quarterbacks to kind of favor the tight end position. Yeah, this is another situation here where the Patriots bring in two new guys, and it's kind of tough to imagine what the offense is going to look like with a rookie quarterback and two new tight end weapons on the team and how they're going to be used. But I do agree with you guys. I think Johnny Smith is the play here between him and Hunter Henry, they have the potential to use him in many different ways, like Justin said. And this is a guy that's coming off season where he had eight receiving touchdowns for the Tennessee Titans. So obviously a red zone threat, obviously a guy that you want to get the ball in his hands in that area. And if I remember correctly, he did have a couple rushing attempts last season with the Titans. So, so yeah, I, I think he is probably the tight end to own. He will move up a little, uh, a little bit up my board with the news of Cam being cut, just because obviously I think Mac Jones is a much better pass thrower than Cam Newton. So, so yeah, I'm on the Johnny Smith side on this as well. Man, how times have changed here. That was a weird statement you just said, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. All right, guys. Enough New England talk. I'm, I'm sure our listeners are, are sick of hearing about this new change of, of the guard in New England and, and themselves possibly finding themselves a new franchise quarterback, you know, in the teens in the draft and everyone passing on him. So let's talk about uh, a injury that happened since our last podcast, a big one here. J.K. Dobbins went down with a torn ACL out for the season. And in comes Gus Edwards. I had a draft last night where he went with the 404, Gus Edwards. Uh, I mean <laughs> – I don't know how to how to how to how to put this, but 
I mean, that's way too high for a, for a career backup. Uh, am, am I wrong here? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Kurt. I, okay. So, I, like, first of all, I, I really almost want to play the violin for myself with J.K. Dobbins. I drafted him Saturday, thirty minutes before he tore his ACL. So <laughs> that one, that one hurt me big time. But you know, I think I'm actually with you here on this one, Nate. Gus Edwards to me is, you know, I think I moved him up into. I've got him. I'm, I'm teetering around like twenty four, so on the back end of RB two status, um, he's going to be very efficient with running the ball. This offense just kind of predicates that. Um, but he's kind of like the. Damian Harris, but he has Lamar Jackson also in the backfield with him. So I think that's going to vulture some of the touchdowns in the red zone, um, and it may cap his value a little bit. He also probably has maybe 25 receptions in his career, so he's not going to give you anything through the air in PPR leagues. But still, for where you could have gotten him, I mean, some people got a lottery ticket with with grabbing Gus Edwards in the back, and now he's a he's a RB2. Yeah, I'm right there, too. I don't think... He, I, th- I think 404 is maybe a little early. Uh, I'd probably feel more comfortable getting him in the fifth round or, or something like that. But I do think he'll probably sneak into that back half of the RB2 conversation. The Ravens just run the ball so much. So, and I, and I know Lamar Jackson does a ton of work there as far as running the ball as well. But I think Gus Edwards can sneak into that back end of the RB2 conversation here as the lead ball carrier for this team. All right, we just talked about Damian Harris here uh, on Fantasy Pros here, of course, referring back to this website. Gus Edwards currently going as the overall, uh, let's see, RB32, it looks like, uh, with names in front of him, such as, you know, we talked about Damian Harris, Malvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, Javante Williams. We have names such as Larry Fournette, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Ronald Jones, uh, Zach Moss, and James Conner below him. Are any names I just listed below him uh, no more valuable to, to you guys? I mean, I'd probably take him over all those all those players that you named. Um, I'm trying to pull up that list myself. I mean, you're still getting an RB one here over those guys. You know, you're, right. you know, Leonard Fournette still splitting carries with Ronald Jones and and Trey Sermon still is Raheem Moster, Michael Carter, a rookie there in New York, which never works out. Ronald Jones, of course, talked about him. Zach Moss splitting time with Devin Singletary and James Conner there, moving to Arizona where they have a uh, where they have a. Uh, um, Chase Edmonds. So, yeah. Chase Edmonds. There we go. There we go. <laughs> we all just got out of brain fart there. But yeah, so he's really, you know, even above him, Melvin Gordon still, Javante Williams ahead of him, and Moster, Harris. They all, you know, Harris, we, we just gloated about him, but he still kind of has some question marks. You know, we're we're not completely certain that he's going to have a dominant season. But yeah, I think he's, he's rightfully, though, like, uh, who was it? I think Cody mentioned maybe, you know, a, a, a high 20s, I think he ends up as. Yeah, that's talking about Gus. Yeah, Gus Edwards there. Yeah, I think he slots in perfect right there with Mike Davis. I mean, Cream Hunt's still a little high for me in, in, in that in that in that ADP, but like Mike that. Davis, Daryl Henderson, Miles Gaskin. I mean, he's definitely in that range for me. Yep, I agree with that as well. Does you know with this news, we now have Justice Hill, the fourth round pick from a season ago. Uh, kind of slide it into a little bit of relevance. Is there anything there that, you know, even in deep leagues you might take a chance on? Well, to be honest, I actually spent some fab on the other running back there, Tyson Williams. Uh, he's kind of been the hot commodity here lately in preseason. 
So I, in the leagues where I had J.K. Dobbins, I went ahead and took a flyer on Tyson Williams just in case he would make a step forward here and get some playing time. But he's been he's been looking pretty good in the preseason for for Baltimore. Yeah, I completely agree with Cody on this one. I think Tyson Williams is the one to go after. He, he's the one getting all the buzz out of their camp. Um, I was going to actually bring this up because I think it's it's a good thing to look at Tyson Williams again in those deep leagues. The first three games of the Baltimore schedule is relatively weak. They start off with the Raiders. I believe they play the Chiefs, which is going to be – that's not a weak game, but it, offensively it's going to be a, a showdown. Um, and I believe their week three game – hold on one second, is the Lions. So you're talking about three smash ma- smash mashups for a running offense. Um, so Tyson Williams is definitely going to get some play, and you got to think that Bateman, they just put two wide receivers on IR, I think, this week. So Sammy Watkins returned, and I believe um, Marquise Brown came back to practice, but they are kind of lacking in the receiving room right now with some injuries. I was just about to ask you guys, you know, with this news, is there any increase in fantasy value elsewhere? I know maybe Lamar Jackson get a little little tick up with some rushing upside there, but do any of the receivers or, or you know even Mark Andrews get a little bump up at all? Yeah, give me all the Mark Andrews shares. I uh, I'm really high on Mark Andrews. I always have been. So the fact that they they lost their top running option and their wide receivers have kind of been dropping like flies. Uh, I'm all about Mark Andrews for sure this season. Is it the tight yeah. end up, or is it touchdown upside that really gets you going there? Yeah, I mean, because the the Ravens just run the ball so much that the share target share is going to be so low for them. So you do have to produce in the red zone, but at the same time, even that small slice of the pie that you're getting from Mark Andrews should probably be enough. We saw it at the back end of last season. I know he got off to a little bit of a bumpy start, but... When Lamar Jackson started playing well, you saw those numbers coming from Mark Andrews as well. So I think the two correlate. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have to play well for Mark Andrews to play well. But I think it can obviously happen. You know, we're only two years removed from Lamar Jackson being this electrifying and best quarterback in fantasy because of his rushing ability and passing ability. I think it's you're going to see something more similar to what you saw in the back half of last year with Lamar and Mark Andrews than what you did early in the season. Yeah, I completely agree on the Mark Andrews thing. He was one of my avoids at the beginning of the year, um, and he would still be in a void for me if this offense wasn't in shambles. But with Bateman on IR and missing the first three weeks of the season, you might as well count that as missing the probably first seven, being a rookie and needing to get back up to speed in the regular season. Um, so it's going to take him a while to really get into this offense. You got Sammy Watkins, who's you know dealt with some injuries already in camp, and now JK's down. So I think Mark Andrews really just hit the hit the lottery on his touchdown upside and I think that really what what makes him that much better in this current Ravens offense yeah I couldn't really say it better myself uh, I was also down on Mark Andrews I thought he was being overdrafted but now he just really slots perfectly into where his ADP is it's 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 perfect because like you said it really is just a Lamar and, and him left at this point you know Marquise Brown is, is there but you know Bateman came in and you thought he would steal a bunch of touchdowns just being that big body you know tough receiver and He's out, like you said, three weeks and then being a rookie and all. But, yeah, Mark Andrews really gets an uptick here uh, as well. All right. We mentioned it was the, the 
cut day, cut week here, getting rosters down to 53 in preparation for week one. So we're each going to pick a a player that was cut from their previous team that may have fancy value later on the season or maybe even week one if it were to play out that way. I highly doubt it. But um, I guess, Cody, to kick us off here, who's a player that was cut this week that you think could still have a, a fantasy impact this season? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with Travis Fulgham. I know we talked a little bit about some of these guys before the show, and I was kind of wishy-washy on who I wanted to go with, but I'm going to go Travis Fulgham. He was, if you remember back to last year, at one point he was like a must-add guy from free agency. He was getting a ton of looks. He had a couple hundred-yard games, a couple big touchdowns. So if he were to latch on somewhere else and maybe find himself in a decent role with a solid quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised to see him return a little bit of fantasy value this year. Yeah, last season, like you said, really burst on the scene, was a must-add waiver wire asset for a few weeks and really became the Eagles wide receiver one there in, in what was a decimated team. Uh, so, you know, if, if you were to pick one team right now, Cody, for him to land on, where would it be? Oh, man, that's tricky. I know, man, it's a shame because I was thinking the Bears, but they went ahead and added Brashad Perryman today. So <laughs> so I don't know. That That's a tricky situation. Somebody looking for a wide receiver, maybe the Saints. You know, they're kind of in rough shape. And we just, talked, we just talked about the Ravens, too, with their wide receiver problems that they've got going on. So I'd say maybe one of those two teams, maybe. Makes sense, makes sense. So, Justin, who are we highlighting here? So I, w- I wanted to look at John Brown. Um, it wasn't really like one of the like typical cut for a roster spot. He asked for a release, and, and they granted it to him. So it just kind of was a perfect storm. John Brown wanted out of Las Vegas. Um, I think he obviously can have fantasy value if he latches on somewhere else. I've been trying to think where might be a good spot for him to land. There's so many wide receivers across the league, so it's re- really tough to think about. Um, trying to think of wide receiver needy. Um, I think it just all depends on injury right now. I mean, um, most teams that I feel like could use a wide receiver like Houston, they're cutting wide receivers. And so, um, but John, John Brown would be the guy for me. Um, I know I can't, I'm not giving us much on, on where he could potentially land, but I think he's, he's, you know, like Cody said, he's got a spot he could get catch on somewhere and really, um, give you some value. Yeah, John Brown was a guy I really stuck out to me when I was going through names here. Um, you guys went wide receiver. I'll go with a running back here. I think uh, Jalen Samuels there in in uh, Pittsburgh, he was released, and I think we talked about this part of the show. I think he's better than Benny Snell. I I, I really believe that. Uh, but Benny Snell remains on the team, and Jalen Samuels has that uh, receiving upside. You know, we see how many running backs really just falter throughout the season with injuries, and, and just the position itself just requires so much damage to a player's body that they're not going to play every game of the season. So I think Jalen Samuels can find himself on a, on a roster, uh, have himself a few weeks here that could really propel you guys uh, in your fantasy lineups. I'm not saying he's going to be a plug-in, you know, and leave in there every week, but come down, you know, maybe later half the season or, you know, maybe a quarter way through the season, he may f- find himself on a roster and really get going. As for a team that, that takes them on, it's so hard to project here. We, we saw the Jaguars, who were kind of needy, but they went out and used their first waiver wire, or not waiver wire, excuse me, their first waiver claim a position on uh, the guy there from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Tyron Johnson. Yep, Tyron Johnson. 
So that'd be a, a, a good fit play, good fitting in my opinion. Maybe a, a Buffalo would make sense here for Jalen Samuels, a nice pass catching back out of the backfield. Who knows? But I think Jalen Samuels is someone to keep an eye on as well. All right, to end this podcast, guys, we're going to go away from fantasy football and just give our give our preseason predictions. This is always fun to do. We can look back here at the end of the season and see how wrong we were. Uh, but we'll go with <laughs> our, our division winners first, and we'll go straight down uh, from the AFC to the NFC from east to west. We'll just go straight order. So uh, um, AFC East, Cody, who's your winner? I think it has to be the Bills. Justin? Second that. Yeah, I'm there with you. It's uh, – it's pretty clear. I think I don't think the Bills falter that at all. So uh, the AFC North, where are we at, Cody? This is a tricky one, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the Ravens. I I just like uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews too much. I was maybe leaning Browns, but I'm going to go Ravens. All right, Justin? Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I think the Steelers could potentially uh, still take this division. Yeah, I'm with you on the Steelers, but because you said it, I'm going to go with the Browns. I like what <laughs> they've done. Uh, I like what they've done. They have, they've, you know, in, in probably two seasons, they went from one of the worst offensive lines in the league to one of the best. Really keeps adding to that defense. And if Baker Mayfield get a few things clicking there, OB, OBJ back this season, of course, that tandem there in the backfield, they have a lot of weapons on that team. AFC South, Cody? I'm going Titans in the South. Any deviation Agreed. there? No. Titans. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't. This is uh, one of the weaker divisions in the league as it normally is for the past few seasons. So, Titans as well. AFC West, an interesting one though. Cody, uh, Chiefs. Justin, Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, our Chargers fan here coming out in us. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chiefs as well. So, <laughs> over the NFC side, NFC East, always an interesting division. Cody. I'm going Cowboys here. I think Dak is going to have a strong bounce back this year. All right, Justin. I'm going with the Washington football team. I like that defense a lot. Man, I want to go Washington, but I have to go Dallas. I think that offense is just too much to slow down. They're getting their offensive line back together and really moving that forward. So I think Dallas Cowboys has a lot. But I would not be surprised if Washington did take the title there. NFC North, Cody? I haven't really thrown any surprise picks in there yet, so I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings here. They've got okay. a ton of weapons on offense, so uh, if the defense holds up, I think uh, I think the Vikings can get it done. Yeah, I think I've got to stay chalk here. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers comes back. He's, he's out to prove something, wants to go to a new team. It'll be the Packers. Yeah, I have to go Aaron Rodgers and his – Final season in a Green Bay uniform and take him there as well. So hop down south, NFC South, one of the you know better competition uh, divisions here. Cody, I'm going with the Bucks. I don't know that anybody can keep up with them this year. Yeah, I second that one. They look really good. <laughs> Tom Brady just yeah, like... <laughs> I know. It's so hard to not pick Tom Brady that I have to pick Tom Brady, but I, I think a sleeper pick here maybe the Falcons. All right, NFC West, Cody. Hey, look, I said it last week on the show, my bold prediction. I'm going to stick to it, and I'm going to go Arizona Cardinals here. They're the longest shot of all to win that division, but the talent is there, and uh, I hate to pick against my Rams, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. All right, Justin? You know what? Caveat, I think it should be Garoppolo all season, but I I think if it is Garoppolo, it's going to be the 49ers, so I'm going to go with the Niners. (laughs) 
I'm a 49ers fan. I have to go 49ers. You know, screw the Seahawks. Screw the Rams. Screw the <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, they just have one of the most complete rosters in the entire NFL. And if they, like you said, if, if Jimmy G there, I really think that he leads them to the playoffs and wins the division just for the, the safe play that he provides for them. How many eyes will be on that first that week one game for the Rams, though? Everybody's going to be watching to see how this McVay-Stafford offense looks. It's one of those I have circled to watch. Definitely excited. All right, let's jump straight through the playoffs into our conference champions. So we'll start with the AFC, Cody. Who wins the AFC this season? It's really tough to pick against Patrick Mahomes, but I'm going to, and I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I picked these guys last year, too, and it didn't quite pan out. They were one game away, but I'm going to go with Josh Allen and the Bills this year. All right, Justin, who we have? I think I'll, I'll go with the Bills as well. Um, they, they kept the team together for the most part, and Josh Allen is really going to, I think, show out again. Yeah, I have to go with the Chiefs. I don't think you can keep that team down that long. Patrick Mahomes, of course, the best player in the entire – well, Aaron Donald's best player in the NFL. best offensive player in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, you know, they have a, one of the best offensive lines, and uh, they really paid into investing in that this offense. I think what they bring Orlando Brown into that offensive line, so – I really think that's a, a big move there. Uh, NFC champions, Cody? Yeah, so I picked the Vikings to win the NFC North, but how about I pick the Packers to get a wild card and take it to the NFC uh, conference uh, championship? I'm going to go Packers in the NFC. All right, Justin. Oh, man. Why not? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go wild card Rams go to the Super Bowl this year. Ooh, I don't I like think Cody's it. complaining. I like it. I like it. Man, I don't think it's fair for me to pick the 49ers. <laughs> but I'm also with Cody here. I think the Packers do. I think Aaron Rodgers just has that chip on his shoulder. As, you know, he's, a, he's, in my opinion, a top five quarterback to ever play the game. Uh, just just goes out there and balls this season trying to get himself into a, a different team and just leaves the Packers on a good note, I guess. So we'll go there. So our Super Bowl prediction uh, let's see, Cody, who'd you have here? You had the Bills versus the Packers? That's right, and I'm going to stick with the Buffalo Bills. Man, I live I live just south. I mean, not just south, but I live a few hours south of Buffalo, and they're one of the closer teams to me, and I know a lot of Buffalo fans. So if that is to happen, it's going to be a party. I may have to travel to, to uh, partake in that. <laughs> I don't think there'll be enough tables in the country. It'll be a shortage. Yeah, definitely. We'll have a shortage <laughs> Of uh, what are they called? Folding tables. Yeah, yeah. I'd go with the Bills too in my matchup. Um, Bills over the Rams, but you know, somewhere Tom Brady's probably listening to this, you know, because he <laughs> listens to probably off-brand, off-brand fantasy podcasts, and he's like just writing lists. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely putting us on his death list or something. And listening to we know fantasy podcast, but Tom, if you are listening, man, I do appreciate. it. I'm not gonna lie about that, but I'm going Aaron Rodgers taking himself as second Super Bowl champion here in my. Uh, Rodgers versus the Mahomes, maybe a, a passing of the torch, as you will, even though that probably already happened. All right, guys, so that's it for uh, this. Like I said, when we started this podcast, the penultimate, penultimate episode prior to the NFL season, we will come back to you next Wednesday, uh, you know, Thursday morning, whenever you listen to this, of course, with our prior to the pre to the season uh, episode for the podcast. I'm so excited for this NFL season and fantasy football season. You know, I have a ton of drafts between now and, and next episode. So, may have some new uh, takes to bring to you guys, and we'll see what happens. I actually have one here in 11 minutes, so 
better sign off on this podcast here pretty quickly. So uh, before we hop off, uh, thanks, Justin, where people find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me at JF Hornets 25. Looking forward to the season, man. All right, and Cody. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter at Master Smithers. Be sure to follow We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Like you said, just uh, here's just a glimpse of uh, the content that we're bringing you guys, this, this podcast, the weekly articles pumping out. We have a great crew of contributors, the same crew from last year. You'll hear different voices here in the podcast throughout the season. And, you know, uh, like I said, visit our website, weenofantasy.com. And, and if you really do need the help in your drafts, just just please reach out to us and purchase a draft guide. We spend a lot of time on this. 80 pages. It's a lot of content for just $10. And it really goes a long way and, and you know, kind of validating what we do here and really helping the brand. So uh, I guess that's, that, that's it for this week. And we'll see you guys next week.